they gave me a little office space with a little desk and a drawer and my telephone there. And they said, there you go. There's, there's your sales office there part time, you know? So I thought, oh, okay, <laughs> I'll give it a start. And I started with one little drawer, uh, would come in at like 10 in the morning or so and do cold calls, research and study the, uh, the market. Welcome to the Think Big Real Estate Podcast, the show where I share what I'm learning about real estate sales and real estate investing to help you grow your real estate business. Today, I'm here with a man that proved anything is possible. He started in sales where he got generated close to $4 million, close to $4 million in new business. He later became operations manager where he was able to structure a more efficient workflow to cut labor costs by one whole shift. He cut material costs significantly, and now he's the president of a multi-million dollar company. This is my father, Andy Sanchez. Hey, Alex. Thanks for having me on your podcast show. I appreciate it. And uh, hopefully... uh you know, uh, whatever we discuss here, uh, I'm able to share some information and hopefully help your listeners and your viewers here and uh, in a little bit of tips and advice. And uh, yeah, I'm here to uh, help you out here. So thank you for having me on, this, on your yeah. show here. Yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> finally got this thing to work. We've been trying to get it to work for like <laughs> weeks. Yeah. For both yeah, of know, us. Right? And, uh, just up to the minute now, we just had a little fault, but it was on my yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> I'm glad it, everything works now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's amazing, but one little wire does. And it's like, yeah, we're, we're on now. <laughs> yeah. Good, good. All right. So how, how did it all start? How did like you end up in sales out of all the jobs in the world? How did you end up in sales? I know, right? Yeah, but uh, that's a great, very good question. I mean, uh, I started working uh, very young, as you know. <laughs> you know so uh, I started with the same. I've been with the same company now for 21 years, and uh, I started at a young age, at 18 years old. Um, worked my way up. I, uh, uh, I started working in the prepress area. I, I work in a printing company, so there's different levels, of the, different uh, steps that you have to. Uh, see your job through in order to get a printed product, the the end product on that. Uh, so I started there learning for my dad, actually. He, he started uh, teaching me uh, different steps on uh, how to uh, work with customers and uh, output jobs efficiently. And uh, that's how I started there in, in, in the pre-press area. Uh, yeah. I was Grandpa told me he was the manager of that. Was he the manager? He was the supervisor for uh, the uh, second shift area for the pre-press department only. Not for the whole operation, just for the pre-press area. So he was my boss at the time. <laughs> I had no idea that he was that. So uh, from there, you know, I, I, I did that job for about 10 years. Uh, and uh, we had a very good client base. Uh, after that, I developed a good report with all my customers. I would meet my customers face-to-face and... You know, I'm glad that my boss, my management, got to see not only my dad but other management as well. Got to see that my interaction with the customers, and um, at the time, we'd have never had a, a sales person or sales force at the company. And uh, you know, there were some changes with the business, and my boss at the time uh, then uh, suggested, "Hey, do you want to? You, you seem to be doing great with customers. You know, you 
you uh, do great with production and you understand the customer base. Are you interested in doing sales? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> like, I didn't know anything about sales, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just like, sure, yeah, I'll take a stab at it, you know. At the time, I was the only bilingual uh, employee in the pre-press area that deals with customers. So he thought it would be great that I would go after uh, uh, my uh, Spanish-speaking customers because that is my second language. So I said, sure, I'll, I'll give it a try. Why not? Uh, at the time, I was still working in pre-press. Uh, my hour schedule was 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. So I, I decided to keep on that role but take on sales as part-time and it was purely commissions, and uh, I, I developed my own schedule on that angle. So I would start, they gave me a little office space with a little desk and a drawer and my telephone there. And they said, there you go, there's there's your sales office there, part-time, you know? So I thought, oh, okay, <laughs> I'll give it a start. And I started with one little drawer, uh, would come in at like 10 in the morning or so and do cold calls, research, and study the, uh, the market. Um, and from 10 a.m. till about 2, I uh, would be doing sales calls or visiting customers and not knowing what I was doing, to be honest. I mean, I was just trying to be who I am, you know, be yourself and be presentable and, you know, know your customer base. And, you know, from there, you know, my boss saw me, how I was interacting with my customers base and new customers. And uh, from there, they led me to the right direction and finding other opportunities to take on more challenges and uh, explore different uh, opportunities to network with people and learn more from that angle. Yeah. And so, like, in real estate, we have, like, a way to get leads is, like, door knocking. Some people, like, do open houses. Some people do social media. Did you do, like, cold callings only? Or, like, did you find, like, what worked for you or what worked best for you? Well, from the start, I had no idea what I was doing, to be honest. So I said, you know, that's, that's the best way to do is cold call, you know? So I just said, okay, I'm just going to go over there and dial numbers away and, you know, be presentable and introduce myself as friendly as I could be. And, you know, I, I found that that was, that, that that was working, you know, it was like going fishing. I thought, you know, just keep on casting out there and eventually you'll, you'll keep on catching something, you know? Yeah. So how did you start learning sales? We're like, cause some people, they have a mentor. Some people take courses like I am, but it sounds like you were just, trial and error like you just yeah jumped in to the pond and it said swim basically you know so i said okay i I have to swim otherwise i'm gonna sink (laughs) you know so uh i mean at first i started doing some research and uh first of all i started sales in 2009 so just to get your your viewers where the, the the feel of where the start is so i found some books you know uh 101 cold calling tips uh, then the uh, winners, the sales winners handbook as well. I always use this guy from 2010. Uh, my boss gave me these two books, and uh, it was interesting because you know I started going through it and scanning through the, some tips and everything, and I said, you know, some of these things, yeah, they're, they're actually going to work then. Um, so that's the way I started doing um, research and uh, demographic on what areas to study more and. Where do I need to find my customer space and, and and go from there? Yeah. So, like, I mean, you, you've had pretty impressive. Like, you started literally from the bottom, like, literally sales. 
and then you somehow made yourself into operations manager, and now you're the president of the multi-million yeah. dollar company. Like, how did you even like get the vision that that you could even do it? Well, it's it's interesting that you 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 mentioned that because uh, uh, you know I'm always motivated and driven by success, you know, and that's what I think a lot of people need to be focused on, you know, and don't ever give up and always be focused on your, your success. Um, uh, so that's how it what's what developed me is just the motivation of keep on going and keep on achieving more and learning from other, from other customers that, you know, I, I found that out. people always want to help you out. If you present yourself as, you know, as a caring person and as a friendship first and not worry about closing the sales so much, you know, I found that there's a different side of people that are always wanting to help you out and and help you achieve and your your goals as well. Man, it, it's always like how how Gary V says, like he says, in order to get customers, you have to give, 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 and then take. You have to give so so much more and expect nothing in return, and then they'll grow to trust you, and then they'll you can introduce, hey, I have this for sale, and then. Absolutely. Oh, Sell yourself first, you know, because the, your, your clients, your customers need that trust, you know, and um, that's the way I've always worked. You know, I've always heard that, you know, as a guy, I should know sports and talk sports. I don't watch any sports at all. <laughs> you know, I don't know mm -hmm. any sports. You know, I know enough to to have a conversation. But then when somebody comes back to me with spe specifics, I'm just lost and I don't know what, 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 what to talk about, you know. So I've always kind of introduced all of my customers to my family base. So all of my customers know seeing pictures of everyone, you and, you know, my wife, everyone, you know, that's in my family circle of, you know, of whether I've done this with my family, done this and show them the events. And I think that opens up a different door and the trust door, you know, to build yeah. that relationship first, you know. Yeah, you use that to sort of break the wall of like a – like everyone sees a salesman as like pushy, but you use that like to show that you're a real person. You're not just exactly. a salesman, Andy. You're Andy. Yeah, I'm a, I'm an actual person. You know that you know. Wow, he has a life besides you know coming out here and trying to sell me a product. You know, this is great. I get to see his life. You know, uh, so it's yeah, that's it's great. You build their report with the customer base, and in return, you know they learn to trust you and. You know, and they they themselves help, sometimes help you out with leads as well. So that's that's a great way to kind of it's a win win basically because they know that I'm looking out for them in the long run, and you know they'll turn around and look out for you as well. Then, yeah. so so that's how because you you're like you're able to get a, like really intense relationships with. I see like some texts that these your paper guys send you. Like you're just like. You guys are just talking to each other like your your best friends, like you guys known each other forever. When right. you know you're doing business, and like, <laughs> and like no one is that's extremely difficult to do in business to to get past that wall. And yeah, and uh, that's the very first thing I've learned is build relationships first, build try build that friendship because that's going to go a long way. That's to your point. That is my one of my paper vendors and. Uh, uh, I learned to build a relationship with the guy because he's a great guy. And, um, you know, in return, he helps me out. And whenever I'm in a jam, you know, I'll call him up and he bends over backwards to help me out because, you know, we have that relationship that outside of nine to five, you know, he's able to text me some funny 
pictures or some funny text, you know, and I'm able to just text them back to just like friends, you know. So, yeah, it's really it's really great to continue to do that. I think that uh, there's a lot of caring people out there that want to just develop friendships as well and all be helpful. So it's a it's one way to strategize that. Yeah, and like on building relationships with with customers, like did you eventually figure out like a like a four step process or like over the years you're learning it's best to do this when I first meet them and it's best to do this on their second meeting to sort of build or was it just natural like you just talk? It's funny that you mentioned that because I always used to uh, <laughs> point it out as a uh, dating relationship, basically. You know, when you start to date somebody, you don't start <laughs> going from first base to third base right away. So you start with first base and you you don't hold hands right away either. You know, so it's just the baby steps process. So that's the best way that I found it and not being so pushy. And because then the customers in return, they already see behind that wall that you mentioned, you know, and they're already thinking the, the intentions, your intentions are bad then. Um, so that's the way I've kind of always painted that picture as, you know, slow and steady wins the race and, uh, you know, that, compare it to as, as dating almost, you know. Um, yeah. I don't know. That, that's kind of what I'm seeing with agents on their websites. Like they post like, oh, I'm the top 10 agent. I, I've sold millions and millions of dollars, but. Like what what I'm learning, like uh, from the person that I'm learning about, I and mean, he's like sold like millions of real real estate. He says a lot of agents forget that it, it's about the people you're, you're serving. People, and and agents get just get stuck on on the numbers and their sales volume and all that when it's really just it's connections. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's that's the name of the game. I mean, uh, the more the more you throw yourself out there. I mean, I started going to uh, this networking seminars. Just the plain simple goal. I knew I wasn't going to get customers there because they're all uh, people workers in the same industry that I'm at. But you know, perhaps if I make a new friend, I could learn different ways of running operations, different way of you know, different tips of uh, how how to improve my sales. You know, so. That's that's what exactly what I would start doing. I would go on these weekly, monthly meetings. I would join different networks and just my, throw myself out there and say, "Hey, I'm I'm Andy Sanchez. You know, here's my business card. This is what I do." And just develop relationships and open up more doors and more doors. So you continue to throw your name out there and make sure that everyone kind of knows you then for who you are and what you represent. So. Yeah, and as a as like an 18 year old Andy, like you were. You were first jumped into sales. Did you ever have like a, a fear of like, were, were you ever like struggling to go reach out to people or was it just natural? Cause a lot of agents, like, like especially even me, like it's, I know it's going to be tough just reaching out cause I'm really introverted, you know, I, I don't really talk. So that's something that can hold me back. And I realize that, but there are also a lot of people, salespeople that want to be salespeople, but they have that sort of introverted mindset and they don't want to reach out. Did you ever have that? You know, at, at times, you know, when uh, I think it's just mentally driven to yourself that, you know, sometimes you hear no so many times that it kind of bogs you down a little bit, but then you kind of have to shake it off and, you know, you have to understand that, hey, if I don't, you know, get out of that habit, you know, or get out of that bogged down situation, you know, I'm not going to 
achieve my goals. So always, you know, have an open, clear mind and understand that, you know, you need to kind of break that barrier in order to continue to to know your people and continue to grow a network of, uh, of friends and, and people in the industry. So, I mean, I, it, was, it was always pretty simple for me, I guess, to pick up the phone and and I always used to be going back to the same theory of dating, you know, and saying, okay, if they say no to me, no big deal. There's other other fish in the in the sea out there that I could try to try to convince to come and print with me or be my customer. <laughs> mm-hmm. And was it like, did you have any trouble like reaching out to like the big dogs, like the millionaire billionaires, you know, the the big players in the game, or was it just like another person? It's another person with nicer clothes. You know, that's a very good, interesting point because I was, I was very nervous at the, at a certain point, you know, I started reaching out to more high level executives and I did get nervous to your point because, Hey, they were wearing these nice suits. I, I, I couldn't afford a suit. I never wear a nice fancy suit. And plus I never like wearing ties. So I would never wear a tie. So then uh, you start getting this nervous uh, in your, in your gut, you know, but somebody in my office once told me it was in my, my administrative assistant said, Andy, you know, those are just people wearing fancy clothes. They're just like you and me, you know, and, and, you know, I always knew that, but it's sometimes it takes a person to to hear that, to kind of make you understand that. And sure enough, you know, once they told me that it's so true, you know, it's just another person with fancy clothes. And one way, I mean, once they started hitting the the high level executives, you know, you're right. It was almost impossible to get through to them, Um, you know, and back to my old cold calling days, you know, I knew their extension number, but there's tricks and uh, different methods that you could definitely use to get around that. So, uh, I mean, one one specific method is I started calling uh, an extension number, dialing one up or one down number. So, you know, I'll get somebody else, but then when they transfer me to the number, that number will be coming in from the person who I accidentally, accidentally called, you know, to transfer me to the correct person. So then your chances of the person that you're trying to reach out to are greater for them picking up the phone because they don't see my uh, the caller ID from from Andy calling them again and bugging them, you know, to see what 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 does he want, want you know. So that was uh, I, I did learn some tricks uh, along my way to get through the customers and get through get get their ears opening to to for them to hear me out. And so you were saying you were talking to all these clients, like at some point after talking to so many people and trying to get so much business uh, there had to be some failures uh, and i'm assuming for your case i mean you did you deal with a lot of people so how did did you ever get discouraged and like what would you tell someone if they're ever bogged down i mean that's your worst fear i mean uh, don't ever get stuck stuck in being bogged down because you know that's that can wear you down physically mentally and you know, it's, there's always there's always somebody out there that's willing to work with you and use your services. So, you know, don't ever give up your your dream. I would say, you know, and always, you know, kind of. I know it's kind of corny, but shoot for the stars, as they say, because you know only you could control what you could output. And if you're in that mindset, you're not going to be out be able to output 100%. So you're always going to have to output 100% in order to to achieve, you know getting those customers at 50% level or so I would say, you know, because, you know, you're not going to get one for one. That's for sure. You know, I mean, whoever tells you you're going to get every single call. I mean, I wish, uh, I wish that that would be realistic, but that's not, that's not reality. Yeah. I mean, I guess 
all we can do is just focus on what we can control. We can control how many people we meet every day. We can control our attitude. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if they say no, I mean, at least we tried and we did our best. Exactly. You know, and that's that's one thing. That's a, that's a good point for you on your end because that's why that's how you measure your your metrics for your own performance basically you know i mean i would work up a tally of you know i would have a lot more no's than yes believe me you know and but at the end of the day it would say wow i achieved something i i did these many calls or i met these many people at least you know so you have a measurement of goals that you achieve no matter what and you know that should continue to drive your momentum and continue for those for those wins you know that's definitely a, a motivational drive driver you know and I think a lot of people, a lot of salespeople are driven by, you know, getting the commission and achieving that that sale because they know that, you know, they need that commission. Uh, they need to eat. <laughs> that, <laughs> On commission, yeah. you, some months are iffy, some months you're making a lot. Like yeah. like the guy that I'm learning from, like he said, one month, uh, he made 150000 Next month, not so much. Next month, not so much. But, but he made a, a buttload during that one month. <laughs> yeah. So, so where you are now, you're you're the president of a multi-million dollar company. What, what is that? What is life like, like that? What is? <laughs> well, you know, first, uh, it feels it feels good. I mean, I have to be honest. I have a delayed reaction on some things, you know. So I was uh, promoted to president early of 2020, you know, uh, this year, and uh, took about two to three months for it to settle in, I guess, and say, "Wow, I, I am the president," you know, and because I, I don't think of myself as, you know, I'm 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 at this level, you know, it's just a title, you know. I mean, uh, you still have to do it 100 percent, no matter what. Um, but you know, it comes to realization that yeah, you're you're running the you're you're driving the the car, you know. So you definitely have to make some right decisions, and um, you know, it's uh, besides bringing in sales, you have to look at your your overall expenses for the company to make sure you're you're a profitable company and you can maintain profitable and be operational and continue to employ your 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 workers and you know make sure they have success and make sure that they're. Uh, kind of see where their goals are driven at, you know, by kind of us presenting to the employees and say, hey, these are these are our goals for the year and this is what we need to achieve. So communication throughout the whole organization is key because I think everyone needs to understand where we're where we're heading and at the end of the year if we achieve those goals, it's a win win for everyone. Yeah. I mean that's I'm still amazed. <laughs> that that's something <laughs> you went from a salesperson operations manager and and the only reason that you were you got to operation manager was because you did so well in sales right i mean i did not start in sales right away I, when i was 18 oh. years old i started in the production area with prepress so prepress is oh. when a customer sends in the files and i would work on the computer and get the, the files ready for that customer to go on the, the printing press to print their printing to finish their printed product uh, so I did that for the first 10 years in my career at the same company, though. Um, after that, I then that's when I moved on to sales. Um, and to your point on sales, I did sales for about uh, six years. Uh, and uh, at that point, then they promoted me to the operations manager because yeah, I, I did bring in a lot, a lot of a lot of sales, and I learned the operations fairly well. I learned how to uh, 
get the jobs in and, you know, and train the customers better because, you know, we have different, different uh, materials that we need to run different jobs. So according to those different dates, you know, I kind of managed to control the customers and say, hey, you're going to, it's going to be more efficient to print on this date because I'm printing this job with this same size. So I could just, you know, be efficient and uh, uh, give give the customer a little bit better price. And I think they, they, they appreciate that. And, you know, at first change is difficult for, for many people, but overall they saw the, it's going to be a win-win for them as well. And they're able to save a little bit of money and, you know, we're able to be a little bit more efficient in the operation because we're able to, to kind of condense everything and have the jobs, all, all the jobs run uh, a little bit more, more efficient on that, on the operation side. And if you, I have this question, if you could, let's say you had a magic time machine, all right, let's say it was right behind you. And you could, so right? <laughs> <laughs> let's say you could go back to the very first day you started in sales. What would you tell yourself? Would you warn yourself? What encourage? What would you say to yourself? Huh, wow, that's a good question. I mean, uh, I mean, don't don't get discouraged. I mean, there's going to be many no's, and but there's going to be you're, you're going to feel better when you hear those yeses, and when you start to get your paycheck, it's going to be a lot better as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. Uh, don't get discouraged because there's many people out there willing to help you out. There's many uh, different programs that you could go out there and learn and um, and and get to know more people. And the more people you know, the better it is overall. I would say so. Don't don't ever get discouraged by um, getting no's right away. I mean, it's always you you have to shake it off. Like I say, shake it off and move forward. That's that's what happened on my way to a tennis scholarship. Like I was working like six plus hours a day during the summer like I, my day would start seven thirty, then 7 30 9 30 two hours tennis and then i come home rest recover foam roll go back work out and i just do it and then when i was done with the day when it was dark i would still i would watch uh, the tape of tennis players and i would analyze like i was so meticulous like why did they hit the ball there and if they hit the ball there where would they hit and i would just do that over and over but for four years, I was in the last place of my team. Uh, no one, no one cared. Like I was putting in all that work, more than anyone, more than anyone in the school, probably more than anyone in the state, maybe. But, so I, I'm very used to getting no. I think the issue with me is just talking to people. <laughs> but mm-hmm. because I kept going and because I kept believing and I, and I, I wasn't going to let someone else tell me what I could and cannot do, you know? I wasn't going to let the fact that these coaches and, and these players believe that I'm not good enough determine my life. Right. So I kept going. But on the fifth year, after four years of being told no, fifth year, I got the tennis scholarship. But man, it was sucked <laughs> no one talks Never about that up, yeah yeah i mean that's everyone i tell you what everyone thinks the tennis scholarship or any athletic scholarship is such a glamorous thing no one tells you how, how much how much just 
misery you have to go through to get something like that. And I'm especially for you, like <laughs> being president of a company. I'm sure you know it too. It's even worse for you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you. I think this fail, 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 and one day you'll succeed. Let's yeah, I mean, but I think you have to kind of go. Don't go in there with that make that type of mentality, you know. Otherwise, you kind of just start off with that bad mentality. So always think positive, and uh, you know, to to you, to your showing there, you know, you prove to yourself, you know, that you're able to achieve them anything, no matter what, any anything you could you could accomplish anything. So, uh, I mean, there are tough tough moments, but for every tough moment, there's a better day too. So mm-hmm. that's what kind of continues to drive me forward. I mean, this 2020 sucks completely. I mean, don't get me wrong, <laughs> you know, but, you know, it's just the everyone's in the same boat, you know, so I'm not just sitting around there. I mean, with this pandemic, uh, you know, where my company that I work with, uh, we, we produce uh, newspapers. And with this pandemic, hit, we kind of changed our mindset a little bit and said, hey, we need to create something new. And uh, we started working with the restaurant business and creating a disposable menus and we did get a few of those restaurants to uh to uh, buy some menus from us i mean it was a short to uh, come live moment because now they're shut down again but you know i think it goes to show that you know no matter what you know you got to open up your mind and kind of think outside the box a little bit and always think positive and move think forward of what else could be out there besides what i'm doing right now you know what else can i do with the same materials and products and labor force that I have now that I could attract a new customer. Uh, so that's that I think shows my management as well that hey we were while we're in this pandemic we're not just sitting around and thinking you know well this is this is it you know this is doom and gloom you know type of scenario but we thought outside the box and we reached out to many restaurants like I said and we did get a few to 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 uh, print some menus with us so that's a great feeling overall you know that you're accomplished it's a small win but it's a win overall because otherwise if you didn't think outside the box you would have never had this small win yeah i think it it definitely comes down to perspective in in bad moments um like like right now like everyone everyone could look at the world like oh everything's bad you know from uh, politics to corona to <laughs> to everything mm-hmm. but at the same time in my case if this didn't happen i wouldn't have started this podcast I-, I wouldn't have wanted to be a real estate agent i i wouldn't <laughs> be learning from all these courses that i'm taking from this one guy like none of this would have happened and so i think there's always positive it's just a matter of perspective and some people don't have that positive mindset yeah every you have to look at every opportunity as a positive opportunity otherwise you would not take it you know so always look at it that way all right well i think that's where we're going to end do you have any tips for listener anyone that that's starting new do you have any advice or maybe they want to be a president of a company or run a company like you are any advice to them the first advice uh the longest customers and this is being persistent i would sometimes take tell my customers i'm the nicest stalker you'll ever meet (laughs) because (laughs) i would call call them i show up at the doorstep drop off donuts i'm around the neighborhood you know i'm dropping off candy dropping off you know cookies you know so always put your name in front of 
your competition by doing these little things because customers would always appreciate you have no idea a box of donuts go a long way i mean and uh always uh know who the gatekeeper is the gatekeeper is the first person you meet when you walk into the office because that's the person that will help you the most um if you're trying to go high level right away um and the high level person doesn't want to meet with you guess what that gatekeeper is going to help you find a way to get that meeting so if you're not able to succeed in getting that high level meeting start with the gatekeeper you know uh send some send some candy send some uh, uh some donuts or something be friendly be nice um and uh, take advantage of every opportunity because everything is could be a positive opportunity there uh, another example is be patient be persistent as i as i said one of my biggest customers uh it took me over two years to lay to 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 earn their business i mean so i mean this was waiting 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 and going out to dinner with them calling them once a week and looking up information of uh you know hey guess who got promoted in their in their organization and i would always send a nice little message and saying hey congratulations to so and so even though i never knew them but i would find information out about their organization and um and now they're uh, you know they're still still continue to be be my uh, my customer and uh, they're my friends as well you develop a friendship with everyone so um so always be patient and be persistent so that those are my my uh, some tips and advice hopefully that helps out to uh, your listeners and your your watchers here yeah it, it just takes time i really believe that what you just said it it's just time i mean if you find if you like find it your a way to improve yourself every day I, I truly believe that it's a matter of when you will achieve your goal and not if i 100 believe that it's just time if you're putting in the effort absolutely yeah it's all about mindset as well you know if you're a driven person and you put your mindset into i'm going to achieve this goal you're you have to achieve it that's that's your yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> you have that like i'll do this no matter what and as soon as you tell yourself that like like in the morning like some people i think i would do this like in the morning i would say um like i'm gonna get a tennis scholarship no matter what and i would literally tell myself that every morning and and that just telling myself that every single day like no matter what if i went to bench warmer no matter what if i was in last place no matter what if uh like I, I didn't win any matches today. I told myself this morning, I'm gonna do this, no matter what. And when you get into that mindset, really, nothing, nothing can get in your way. Nothing. Yep, unstoppable. That's right. <laughs> All right, I think we're gonna end it there. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you so, so much. much. Yeah, no, thank, thank you, you so much. <laughs> we finally got it working, guys. It works. I, I first it wasn't connected. I bought some more cables and because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but, but it was. But hey, there's a learning. The, there's there's a message there because hey, you got it accomplished. You know, so yeah, <laughs> never took, gave up. You wanted to do it and you yeah, got it. So something Good. as simple as it wasn't connected. That was all. <laughs> just didn't buy the cables. Oh gosh, <laughs> spent hours trying to do it. Oh, it wasn't connected. All right. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you later, uh, Dad. President of a multi-million-dollar company, a sales machine, 
operations manager cut one whole shift close to four million dollars in sales amazing thank, thank you so you. Much. thank you everyone